The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. En route by Paris, Our Lady appeared to St. Catherine holding a little globe in her hand. She said this represents the world, and particularly France. I'm not saying this because of what Our Lady did about that. I'm showing an example of a principle when you see something, it don't have to be the whole world. You see a direction of some place that's taking place that it will affect the whole world. Greece is an example of what happens when you make all your people dependent on welfare, don't work, government subsidies, overborrowing, going in debt. And now the people of Greece are broke. And the government is broke. What interest is it of other countries to come to the rescue? Think about the logic. Their selfishness, their laziness. And I know there's good people in Greece. But those who have driven 
to do what we do in this nation, the United States of America and other places, to swell the welfare dependency on everything from healthcare all the way through on the government, for the greed of the politicians to get votes and support, and a hundred other reasons, false issues, or maybe not false issues that should be described, rather than hidden and disguised issues brought up hiding the evil and its intent where he wants it to end up, which is a crash. So Greece, unbiblically, in the behavior of the people, wants somebody else to take care of them. When Paul says, if you don't work, you don't eat in the Christian communities. There's a standard to be expected. And so now a lot of eyes are on Greece. And why is it that others are coming to the rescue? Read between the lines. Because they're trying to cut the tumor out, which can't be cut out. It's there. It's a land. Economics doesn't exist. So it's not going to be a successful operation. You're not going to get all the cancer. It's just a band-aid to give Greece a little bit more time. What interest does this have for other nations that they come and rescue them? Except they know their countries are in the same boat, the same situation. Therefore, there's a incentive to pass, or what many people have been talking about for the last several years, kick the can further down the road. In the end, you quit kicking it. And in the end, when the economy gets over and beyond itself not to explode, it eventually has no more capacity to be rescued. There's nothing else left. So Greece is in this situation, and just as the lady says, this represents the world, especially France, and foretelling what was coming to France, the, the revolution, the French Revolution, all those things that took place, actually it already had, had happened at that time, but many other trials that were coming to war at that moment, that we should read into these things. Just by secular accounts, why do they want to rescue Greece? Except they know they're next in line. Puerto Rico's in trouble. Italy's in trouble. And everybody's in trouble. This is going to take place in a way that will come in the night and come in the dark so swiftly. And we have many things happening in the world. you got your whole situation with Israel and Iran. An amazing thing taking place. But nobody really pays attention to the significance of it because they're eating and they're drinking and they're marrying right up to the moment. And yet our warning us. She's told us to make decisions in the present to alter our future. At the very least, get away from the building that's crashing. At the very least, get away from the, the, the path that people are on that's going to cause a crash. Decisions have to be made now. And the world just gets more dangerous. More and more things are happening. LA said August 2nd, 2011. You cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. That means evil wants to rule and it wants to destroy it. February 2nd, 2012. My children's pride has come to rule. 
September 2nd, 2013. Do not permit evil to come to reign. March 25th, 2015. Evil plans which the devil offers you through modernism. She wants us to fight against this. Are we? And that fight is not always just going and doing things that you might think religious. It's making decisions that you remove yourself from the path the world's headed on, particularly Greece. There's decisions you can make today to make you a better tomorrow. It don't mean you're going to save yourself because that's wrong too. You've got to live a different way. The call of relate is to live differently. To be set apart is what holy means. November 2nd, 2014. My son promised me that evil will never win. That's true. But evil is winning because it's going to win if you stay connected to the system. Can you get completely away from it? No. But there's a lot of things you can do to separate yourself from it. January 25th, 91. Satan is strong and wishes not only to destroy human life, but also nature and the planet on which you live. That is his goal. And that brings us to the next point and the next read. Satan wants to destroy nature and the planet on which you live. How is that? This is entitled, Israel Blasts Iran Deal as One of the Darkest Days in History, comes from Washington Post. Israeli leaders across the political spectrum condemned in stark apocalyptic language the Iranian nuclear pact announced by the United States and World Powers Tuesday, calling it a historic mistake that frees Iran to sponsor global terror while assembling the expertise to build a nuclear bomb. Iran is going to receive a sure path to nuclear weapons, said Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Many of the restrictions that were supposed to prevent it from getting there will be lifted. With the lifting of economic sanctions, Netanyahu warned Iran would get a jackpot, a cash bonanza of hundreds of billions of dollars, which will enable it to continue to pursue its aggression and terror. Netanyahu's hardline coalition partner, Education Minister Naftali Bennett, added, Today a terrorist nuclear superpower is born, and it will go down as one of the darkest days in world history. Science Minister Danny Dannon said the Iran pack is like providing a pyromaniac with matches. The condemnations are not new. Netanyahu has led a tireless campaign against the prospects of a deal, including an address before the U.S. Congress in March to hammer home Israel's worries over Iran, whose leaders often have called for the annihilation of the Jewish state. The rifts with Washington over the Iran talks have led to rare open tensions between the Allies. Hours after the deal was reached in Vienna, Secretary of State John Kerry told NBC that he thought Netanyahu was wrong and has been making comments that are way over the top. Kerry said Israel is safer as a result of nuclear accord. This is under attack by people who really don't know the terms of the agreement, Kerry told the network. 
Later, a White House statement said Obama called Netanyahu to stress that the nuclear accord does not undercut U.S. concerns regarding Iran's support for terrorism and threats toward Israel. Critics of Israel also point out that the country has an undeclared but widely suspected nuclear program that is not under international monitoring. Israel is not a signer of the Non-Proliferation Treaty, UN Accord overseeing the spread of nuclear technology. Iran is a member. Israeli social media accounts were filled with images of former British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain, who pushed a policy of appeasement toward Adolf Hitler and the Nazis on the eve of World War II. Netanyahu and other Israeli leaders blasted the deal even as negotiators in Vienna were still making the announcement and providing details. Israel will defend itself, Bennett warned, vowing that military action is still an option for the Jewish state. Like-minded Israelis feel they are in the crosshairs of a belligerent enemy, where last week protesters in Tehran were chanting death to Israel. Israel's security cabinet unanimously rejected the Iran deal, also saying that Israel reserves the right to take action to protect the state. Three years ago, Israelis were debating at the highest levels whether it might be necessary for Israel or the United States or both countries to launch aerial strikes against Iranian nuclear facilities. Even as Israel reasserts its right to act independently if threatened, a unilateral Israeli strike is not more likely today, Israeli defense analysts say, because the United States is committed to making the Iran pact work and Israel is not likely to act alone. It goes without saying that an agreement prevents Israel from thinking about a military option. Unlike the options that might have existed five or ten years ago, says Uzi Rabi, director of the Mosh Dayan Center for Middle Eastern and African History at Tel Aviv University. On the eve of the nuclear accord, Netanyahu warned on his Twitter account, that Iran is more dangerous than ISIS, a reference to the radical Islamic State group that has captured vast swaths of Syria and Iraq. He argued that the true goal of this aggression is to take over the world. How do we read the events of Our Lady and her messages in relation to the world? Russia wants the Ukraine. What's the issue? What's the reason? It's because it's resource-rich. Nations go after other nations or part of the nations and the borders for passages to waterways, to resources, oil, etc. And so why do we have 58 Arab states, plenty of room for Arabs, Muslims, whoever wants to go live there, can go there, and the Jews have one place. And that one place is a dot in the midst of this. No bigger than New Jersey. In the book, The Lion's Gate, Six Days War by Stephen Pressfield, he writes, Jerusalem is not a capital of wealth or empire. It is sited upon no river, no harbor, or overland trade route. It is not a hub of finance or commerce, fashion, 
or the arts have no place here. Jerusalem possesses no natural resources. Its location is of minimal strategic value. It is not London or Paris, Moscow or New York. So why is the whole goal of these things to destroy Israel? What is the purpose of that? Hassan Rahanani, who just a few days ago, when they reached for of Iran, when they reached the accord, said the steadfastness, resistance, and patience, and perseverance, and support of the great nation of Iran were indeed key to this victory. Why have they been saying for decades and years and recently, in the last couple of years, that we want to destroy Israel off the face of the earth? It doesn't make sense. Iran's huge. They got plenty of property, plenty of places. There's no oil there in Jerusalem or Israel. There's no natural resources. There's no harbor. There's no fashions. There's no overland trade routes. Not finance or commerce. What What is the deal with this? Why is this happening? That they call this a court victory when their negotiations has been well, we just need it for nuclear power, generate electricity. They got all the oil in the world. That doesn't make sense. Come reason with me, says the Lord in Isaiah. You have to apply this to everything to understand what's going on in the world. Why in the last few days, or just last week actually, before they finished this agreement with Obama and Kerry, who foolishly thinks this is a good peace accord, just like Chamberlain and all the others who are peace. And these people have darkened spirits. Obama's spirit is darkened. You say can't judge. No, his judgment can be viewed to be darkened when he is for perverted, abominable civil unions, mask his marriage. You think the light of grace is going to come into his soul or his heart rather? to show wisdom, carry the same, all these things, what these people are for. And so they negotiate with Iran, come up with a solution that says this is going to stop them from making nuclear bombs when the very thing they said they want it for is to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And so you got Hassan Rouhani saying, the steadfast resistance, patience, perseverance, and support of this great nation of Iran were indeed key to this victory. They look at it as a victory. What is their victory? Their goal is to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. So just last week, they're in the streets saying, just one week ago, people saying, death to Israel and America because America is part of Israel. Israel couldn't be what it is without us. And when you abandon Israel, you abandon God. The Jews are still God's people. But not only that, and not primary, why somebody with darkness like this, Iran and other states like this, won't destroy Israel, except that's where the Blessed Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus. That's where he was assumed from, tradition was. That's where Jesus was crucified, the Garden of Gethsemane, Mount of Olives, the Mount of Ascension, 
Via Della Rosa. All these things are there. I can't believe for a moment in my heart that Our Lady doesn't have an affinity for these sites that they be preserved. And it makes no sense otherwise that it draws the ur of evil to destroy it except to destroy those sites. And also Jewish history. The with the rock was where Isaac, supposedly or believed to be, was going to be slayed by his dad. Abraham. And stopped by the angel. And so these sites contain nothing of the world's wealth and conquering nations for, except how Pressfield ended this statement about it's not Moscow or New York. So what is this resource? He says, Jerusalem is a city of the spirit, a capital of the souls. The great three monolith religions hold everything and many things, not everything there, but their parts of their religion is sacred. Down with the rock, where Muhammad was taken to heaven, supposedly. The rock, where Abraham was a slave Isaac. And of course, for Christians, everything that took place with Christianity and redemption. So we see this, our lady saying these words, Satan wants to destroy that, and Armageddon's in Israel. It's off of Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel overlooks Armageddon, where the great last battle is going to take place. And don't you think, if there's a battle between my son and Satan and human souls at stake, that when they come for the final battle, where that's going to be is right there over those sites, all the way to Jerusalem, to the Sea of Galilee, everything that happened? Because it's biblical. It's the wealthiest place spiritually in the world. And as Pressfield said, the capital of the soul. See, when you look at things this way, it makes sense. Otherwise, it's, it's crazy. Why would you want to... Uh, it, Jerusalem is so small. We've been there. It's so little. that The Jews could say, tomorrow, we want to collect all the money we can to buy everybody out and buy it. But it's not for sale. It's not about oil. It's not something you can buy. It's an attachment and a connection to heaven. Bethel's right next to it where heaven and earth open and closed. And Jacob lay down in the field and saw the angels descending and ascending. All these sites are right there. And you think Satan doesn't want to annihilate that first? If he wants to annihilate the world, what's the first place he wants to do it through? I'm telling you, if you understand this more deeply, get Stephen's Pressfield's book, The Lion's Gate, The Six-Day War. It's an incredible war that biblically happened in our lifetime, nothing less than what happened to Joshua, marching around the walls and Gideon and the battles that took place throughout Israel's history biblically. This was a biblical event to establish stronger Israel. And so all this comes down to spiritual warfare, the geographic place to fight that battle, we know biblically is in Israel at Armageddon, and once you understand the issues, you can realize where this is going. So Obama is in darkness. He is a collaborator with darkness. He's broken a path that's going to set things up for a situation that like he's telling us. Be ready. Keep your eyes on this. What do we do in the meantime? We realize that this has been something. Well, they, they gave a 24-day inspection 
The United States gave the negotiators, Iran, when we're going to come inspect you to make sure you're not making nuclear bombs, you have 24 days. It's ludicrous. No spot inspection. Think about these things and think about what kind of world we're coming into. And is that not why they said on January 25th, 2001, the one who prays is not afraid of the future and the one who fasts is not afraid of evil. That means if you don't pray, that means if you don't fast, there is going to be some frightful things to be afraid of and of the great evil we will see. Once again, she says, I repeat to you, only through prayer and fasting, also wars can be stopped. What kind of wars? Wars of your unbelief. Do you believe this treaty is going to be good? You're walking in darkness if you believe that. You're denying the fact you don't have to be a believer in God. The facts are, it's not going to work. And when you give a 24-day warning, it proves that. Wars of your unbelief and fear for the future. Why does she say that? Ask yourself, why do I say fear for the future? Because she says, and continues, I am with you and I'm teaching you, little children, your peace and hope are in God. Jerusalem means peace. Shalom. And if there's any place on the earth we're going to see unfold and destroy that peace is at the epic center where peace was born and where peace was reestablished through redemption. You've got decisions to make. You need to be getting away from this system. You need to be making changes in your life. And you better be doing it now. Frank? Yeah, our lady tells us of this period of a hundred years that Satan was given to given power to um, do, for destruction. And we could put that, that period as starting with the rebellion against the laws of nature and of nature's God in the Federal Reserve Act that denies a weighted measured system. The Bible says unequal weights and measures are an abomination to the Lord. And we continue to have more practices that deny the laws of nature and of nature's God that cry out for destruction. And if someone were to say to me, how can you say that the economy is going to collapse definitively? And I would ask them, how can you say when we deny the laws of nature and of nature's God that we aren't heading for a collapse such as the world has never seen? And I'm particularly talking about the practices of artificial contraception and abortion that cause a negative growth replacement. And now, how how is that system going to stay up when there's lots of people to put into that system? It denies natural law in nature's God. And now, for Satan's final mockery of natural law in nature's God, he mocks the, the act of life, of procreation, and the, the great sin against natural law and nature's God that cries out to nature for destruction in the laws that God put into nature that 
always gives witness to God in its beauty. And so the system is not of God, and it's not weighted, and it's not measured. Take I says, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says Lord God Almighty. And this is a natural system that is part of a natural law and nature's God. Anything outside of that system is, is feeding into destruction. And this is why we want to exit it. And if there's ever a time where we wanted to exit the system and run to Our Lady, and that's the purpose of the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round, it does two things. One, it, get, it gets into a system that's of God in a system that God is calling us, how do we exit the system? Where do we go? Where do we put our value? And we not only have the value of the antithesis of money that's being suppressed, silver, but we also have the infinite value of Our Lady who said yes to God and who never sinned against natural law or nature's God. And um, this, is the, this is our purpose for global silver investors, and uh, this, is, this is why we operate as a ministry for um, those, that, those that are listening and pay, paying attention and those that want to exit a system that, that no longer adheres to the laws of nature and of nature's God. And if people wanted to get in touch with you, Frank, in order to do that, how might they do that? You can reach us uh, toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can also email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. So what Frank is talking about actually is what we've been saying and what we started mentioning it's for, the purpose of, is to get yourself in a simple explanation that security, we're committed to an agrarian way of life by God in Genesis 3.15 when the fall took place. By this way, your browser should eat. Doesn't mean you got to quit being an engineer or whatever, but you you still need to be closer to the soil. We are put our dependence on our God, on man, and His distribution system, and His massive farming, and the way He work, gives our delivers our food to us. And the best investment today is not the stock market. I don't care if you can double and triple your money. What good is all that? What if what if you invest a million dollars and you and you get ten million dollars in a year? What do you got? In a crash, money that can't buy a cow from your neighbor next door because he's got to feed his kids because you don't have a system of, of eating that he does. Value changes when a crash happens instantly. Your investment is not silver, not gold, but land and have other people share values with you in community. You can't do that today, but today you can take your money out of the bank before it gets like Greece, they're getting $120 per month, per week, is all they can take out. If you get $300, all you can take out is $120 a week. If you got $10 million, all you can take out is $120 a week. We're going there. We're increasing our debt. We're putting more people on the welfare rolls. More people are coming lazy and taking advantage of this. The handwriting's on the wall, just like the premier of Israel said that this is historic what just happened. 
and very dangerous, actually one of the most dangerous moves in the history, history of the world because we know what's going to happen. And our lady is telling us, yeah, evil's not going to win, but evil takes with it a lot of collateral damages. So there's a lot of souls will be taken. What nations were nations may not be nations later. We don't know the whole makeup of everything, but we know we're coming into a radically different world. And your best safe haven is with Our Lady, under her mantle, with her son, and acting on what she's saying on practical things. So call Frank on this to make those moves immediately because that's something that's instant. In regards to what we've been talking about on our show, um, I'm doing a special mesonomics. Actually, it wasn't going to be mesonomics, but all this about the marriage. Uh, we've been feeling, I've been feeling actually stronger to even write a book about it. It's too deep to go into that we need more or we need more movement of the soul to be motivated to act. And that's where we're leaning right now. I'm not saying we won't do something for right now, though the more research we've gotten into it, the more things we're discovering, the more I'm really feeling called the other way. So if that changes, we'll let you know. But and to that be praying for what we do. We will be either on a radio program or either a book. I don't like to write books. So that's the procrastination with it, but I've got to have the time to do it. So pray for that because it's a necessary thing, just like they find the first shot was a necessary necessity, how to change your husband and many other rises that come from here. They're from, they're, they're given to us from God and it's instructions from the apostles. You'll need this. And perhaps that's why it needs to be put in writing. So until next week, we wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.